All right. If you have a record feature on your radio, you may want to turn it on. You may want to record on your phone. Uh, I just I say that because I'm going to go over a lot of detail kind of stuff about taxes. I want to make sure that when you do your tax return this year, and I'm primarily talking to owner-operators, but some of these things will apply to drivers as well, um, either be ready to take some notes or record this or whatever it might be. Now, I'm going to go through a list of the deductions that I see either done wrong because people don't understand owner-operator taxes or the deductions that are just completely missed that people should be taking and they're not. And I can tell you, most people are not taking these. I've done enough tax returns to know um, very few accountants will tell you about these things. And it's not that they don't know. They know these things. They're, th- these aren't secrets. These are very common deductions that have been around forever. The IRS knows their deductions. Accountants know. They just don't tell you. Uh, What I'm not going to do is I'm not going to go into all the details about how you take the deduction, the forms, what the exceptions are, when you can do it, when you can't do it. If I did that, because I I do that at the CMC some years, and it takes me about two years, uh, two years, uh, two hours, I'm sorry. Uh, It takes me about two hours, so I'm not going to go through all the details. What I'm going to do is tell you what the deductions are. You need to work with your tax preparer, and if your tax preparer isn't telling you about these things and hasn't been taking these deductions for you, then honestly, you need a new tax preparer. Now, here's what I see all the time when it comes to taxes. People ask me all the time, oh, but isn't Chrome deductible or isn't this accessory deductible? Or if I buy this, can I take that off my taxes? Yeah, you can. But we don't want to spend money just to get a tax break. That is a losing game. In fact, it's a big losing game and people don't understand that. If you spend $1,000 on accessories for your truck, it will save you roughly $300. But let's think about that. Before you bought the accessories, you had $1,000 in your pocket. You could either choose to give 300 of it to the IRS for taxes, because it's all profit right now, and you still have $700. Or you can take the $1,000 and buy the chrome and the accessories and the goodies, and you won't have to give the government 300 of it, but you don't have any money left either. That's the mistake I see people make. They spend money to get a tax break. Hell, if you want to do that, just send the money to me, call it consulting, and I'll pay the tax on it. So people want to know what kind of things are deductible. Well, if I, what, that's great. But again, you're spending money to get a tax deduction. If you need those things, then by all means buy them, and the deduction then is just a bonus. But it's not a reason to go spend money. Now, what I'm going to talk about today is money you are already spending. I promise you, you're already spending this money, and you are not taking a tax deduction because you're accountant hasn't told you, your tax preparer hasn't told you, and you don't know. But after today, you're going to know. Before I get to those kind of deductions, 
the ones where you're already spending the money. You're just not taking the deduction. There's two I want to cover that are a little different, but these are the big mistakes I see on owner-operator and driver tax returns. The first one is per diem. I, I see so many mistakes on per diem, and this is a big deduction. All you should have to tell your tax preparer is how many days you were away from home. That's it. They should know the rest. But there are lots of tax preparers who don't understand how per diem is handled in the transportation industry. So make sure, question your tax preparer, make sure they understand how per diem works in transportation because there is a totally different per diem system for everybody who isn't in transportation. So people who are subject to hours of service, truck drivers, pilots, train engineers, tugboat captains, people like that that, that are subject to hours of service have their own rules for per diem. Then everybody else, all the normal people, have a different set of rules. Way too many tax preparers don't even realize that the second set of rules for transportation even exist. They apply the standard per diem rules to your tax return, and you get screwed. You lose a lot of deduction if they do this wrong. The next area that I see done wrong a lot is depreciation. I am shocked at how many tax preparers don't understand how to depreciate a Class 8 truck. All right, those are the two you want to watch out for. You want to talk to your tax preparer, make sure they understand those. And, of course, you need to understand them to know whether or not they understand them. Or you could just find a tax preparer who specializes in trucking and let them do it. Now, let's talk about some deductions that people are already spending money on, but they are not taking the deduction. Let's start with the first one. Business miles on your personal vehicle. You know, people will ask me all the time, hey, if I buy this pickup truck, can I write it off on my business? Uh, Yes and no. You don't have to go buy a specific vehicle. It doesn't have to be a pickup truck. You can deduct any use, any business use of any vehicle you own, you can deduct I don't care if you use it one time that year for business. You can still deduct the mileage. And there are two methods of deducting expenses for a vehicle in your business. One is to keep two different logs, one personal use, one business use, where you always have to write down the dates, the mileage, all that stuff. Then you have to keep track of all your expenses, fuel, maintenance, tolls, parking, all that stuff. And you do a percentage. So parking wouldn't be on the percentage. Tolls and parking, you get to take the whole amount. Um, The other stuff, insurance, fuel, maintenance. If you use your vehicle, if we look at these two logs and use your vehicle 60% of the time for business, then you get to take 60% of the deductions if you use this method. I think there's a better way. Just use the mileage allowance that the government gives us. That way you only have to keep one log of when you use it for business and you don't have to keep any receipts. And on top of the mileage deduction that you're going to get, which by the way is way more than you spend, you're also still going to get to take 
um, tolls and parking on top of that for any business use of your personal vehicle. So let's say that um, you're out on the road, your spouse is at home, they are part of the business, and they're going to go to the bank, and they're going to do a bunch of other running around too. They might drop the kids off at soccer, whatever it might be, go to the grocery store. But in this trip, they stop at the bank and they do business, deposit a settlement, cash a check, whatever it might be. That now becomes a business trip. If you go to the grocery store, all you have to do is pick up one item while you're at the grocery store that you use in your business. Could be paper clips, could be paper towels that you use in the truck, could be Windex, whatever it is. That trip to the grocery store now became a tax deduction for those miles. Now, you know, people used to keep, uh, I used to tell people, keep a little spiral notebook and a pen handy in your car so when you get in, you can write it down. Now there are some great apps for your phone. So just Google apps to track, you know, business miles, personal vehicle, that kind of stuff. You'll find a ton. I haven't gone out and tested them. I don't know, you know, which ones are better, but find one that you like. That's all that's important. And start tracking those business miles. Um, We're coming up on a break. When I get back, we're going to talk about three or four more deductions like this. And I'll give you an idea, if you were to take all of these, how much you could lower your tax bill. It's pretty significant. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. I'm going to get back to the tax deductions here. So I've mentioned two that have an allowance, and that allowance changes all the time. Per diem, the, the amount changes, and personal vehicle miles, business miles on your personal vehicle. For 2016, it was 54 cents a mile, and the per diem was $63. But if you use profit gauges, you don't need to know any of that stuff. In Profit Gauges, our accounting software, all we ask you to enter are the the number of nights you were away from home, and our software calculates the per diem for you, and the number of miles on your personal vehicle, and we calculate that deduction for you. And we make sure that our calculations are always up to date. Now, let's talk about kids, children. Many of you have children. All of you that have children have children that cost you money. Kids are expensive. You didn't know that you could deduct some of that money you've been spending on those kids. And I don't mean because they're a dependent. I don't mean, you know, child care credit. None of that normal stuff that we always know. Here's what you can do as a business owner. You can put those kids to work in your business. Now, all the IRS says is the work they do needs to be reasonable for their age. Now, I think there's no hard number on this. I think it's reasonable to start paying kids around seven or eight years old. They can reason at that point. They can follow instructions. And as long as the work they're doing is age appropriate. You know, your seven-year-old probably isn't going to, you know, wax the sleeper and polish your chrome stacks. Maybe they can. And if they can, then, then that's legitimate. 
Um, they could certainly help with paperwork. There's all kinds of things you could have a child do in your business. Now, it's good for a tax deduction, but I also think it's good for the child. And it's good for your relationship. It's a way to spend more time with your kids. Really have them work with you in the business and find things for them to do. It it helps them build responsibility. It helps them understand, you know, you work for the money you get. It's not just handed to you. And on top of it, you get an awesome tax deduction. The IRS even has very specific rules for doing this. If I hire an employee, not my kids, if I just hire an employee, I have to pay Social Security, I have to pay Medicare, I have to pay workers' comp, I have to pay state unemployment, I have to pay federal unemployment, and I have to withhold income tax. The IRS says if this is your minor child, meaning under the age of 18, so minor child, adopted child, stepchild or grandchild, foster children as well. Those are the, so it's not cousins or nephews or nieces, children, uh, whether they're adopted, stepchildren, foster children, and grandkids all fall into this category. If you have three of them, you can pay three of them to work. Now, you don't have to pay, the IRS says this specifically, You do not have to pay Social Security, Medicare, workers' comp, state unemployment, federal unemployment, none of that stuff. All you would technically have to pay is income tax, but we can make sure you don't even pay any income tax on this money because the odds are that your child, if they don't have another job, if this is the only thing they are doing, working in your business, we can pay them the exact amount of money that gives you the biggest tax deduction but doesn't trigger any income tax for them. We could go one step further, and this one you you get deductions of thousands of dollars for this. We could go one step further, and if we actually give the child the money, see, that's one of the ways you deduct all the stuff you're spending on them. There's nothing that says... You can't pay them $1,000 a month for the work they're doing, if it's reasonable for their age and they're actually doing the work. You could pay them $1,000 a month and then ask them that they have to pay $900 a month back to you for all their living expenses, rent, food, whatever, car rides. Now, I'm not saying that's how you would do it, but that you can do that. And then you still have all the money. In this example, the, the child's getting $100 a month. You still have the money. Nobody had to pay any tax. That's a huge deduction. Again, I'm not going to go into all the rules or when you can do this. I gave you some ideas. You need to make sure your tax preparer is on board with these things or find one who is. So big deduction there. We could, if if we did actually give some of the money to, to the child, they could put it into a Roth IRA, a retirement account, They never paid tax when they earned the money because we kept them under the threshold. And in a Roth, 60 years from now, they'll be able to take all of that money and all of the growth out of their account tax-free. Now, I did an example once of starting to pay a child around age 7. And all you were going to pay that child was $75 a month. 
Now, you could pay them more to get a bigger tax deduction, but all the child was really keeping was $75 a month. That $75 a month got invested into a Roth IRA. Now, remember, they're only seven years old at this point. If, you, if they were to work for you all the way through the age of 18 and you put that $75 a month in from the time they were seven till the time they were 18 and nobody touched it, all that that child would then have to do for the rest of their life, all they would have to do is keep putting in the $75. So you pay them until they turn 18, they go get a job, they go to the military, whatever they're going to do. All they have to do is keep putting the $75 a month and nothing more. If they do that till they retire, and we've never done more than $75 a month, they will have in excess of $6 million in their retirement account, 100% tax-free. You can't beat that deal. But nobody's telling you to do it. So... Get a tax preparer who knows this stuff and who will work with you. Now, what else? Um, Vacations. I highly recommend when you're a business owner, you take vacations. Sometimes people don't. They're busy. They take time off. They lose money. But get in the habit of taking vacations. And if you are a business owner, those vacations are tax deductible. All you have to do is combine some business with the vacation. And the IRS, again, has very clear rules about this. We can look this up. The IRS knows we're taking a vacation. We're going to do a little business while we're there. We get to deduct all the expenses. Airplanes, hotels, rental cars, food, you name it. All becomes tax deductible, even though it's a vacation. And how hard is it to do a little bit of business? You could go look at trucks when you're, let's say you're in Sedona. Who knows? Stop in and look at trucks. That's a, that's a day of doing some business. If you have your own authority, or maybe you're just thinking about getting your own authority, you can stop in at any shipper anywhere and say, I'm doing business. I stopped in to see if they had any freight I could pull. We could come up with lots and lots of reasons. The people who come to the CMC every year, many of them combine that week of the CMC with a vacation because it's all tax deductible because they're doing business every day. Again, great deduction. If you're already taking vacations, you're already spending the money. You're just not getting the deduction. So we all have vehicles we use for our business. We, many of us have children. We take vacations. And we're not getting the deduction. Again, I, all I can assume is that your tax preparer never told you this stuff. One more, then we'll get to a break, and then we'll come back. We'll get to your calls and questions. The last one is the home office deduction. This one is the most controversial. I've been fighting this one for years, but I still recommend if you have space at home that you can set up just for your office, then set it up, and that is deductible. If you have garage space or storage space that is used just for business, those costs are deductible. I'm not going to go through all the rules on home office, who can take it, who can't, how you do it, how you calculate it. Way too complicated. Your tax preparer should be the one that helps you with this. And if again, if you're not getting this kind of help, 
then find a tax preparer who will do this. You want somebody who's on your side, who's aggressive, who goes after these kind of deductions. And there is nothing, nothing shaky or questionable about any of these deductions. The IRS writes rules so that we know exactly how to do these things. It's their rules we're using to take these deductions. I'm just shocked. If I I look at tax returns from owner-operators and less than 10% of the people are taking even one or two of these. If you were to take all of these, if you had a couple kids, you were paying them the maximum, take a vacation, deduct that, track all your personal vehicle miles, have a home office deduction, we could be looking at savings in the five dollars to $10,000 range with all of these deductions. That's significant. We will be right back with more stuff. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.